Welcome to the Sports Spectrum Podcast, where faith and sports collide. Here's your host, Jason Romano. Welcome, everyone, to the show. This is the Sports Spectrum Podcast. My name is Jason Romano. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us here on the program today. This is episode number 97 of the Sports Spectrum Podcast, and we appreciate you tuning in, whether it's on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are found. Maybe it's our YouTube channel. We appreciate you tuning in and checking us out. And of course, all of our content, including a daily devotional every single day at 6 a.m. Eastern, can be found at sportsspectrum.com. Today's guest on the podcast is Dr. Ernie Found. And uh, if you've seen the trailer for the new movie, The Miracle Season, coming out April 6th, You'll know about this movie. It's a it depicts the the life of Caroline Found, who was a volleyball player, a state champion volleyball player in Iowa. In 2010, won the state championship, and in 2011, Caroline was on her way home from a, a church youth group meeting with Young Life, and uh, was headed home and, and was in a moped accident and did not make it, and obviously a death that was very profound and hit a large portion of the community in a very small town in Iowa and it hit them hard and Caroline's story is depicted in the new movie The Miracle Season and we talked to Ernie Found who is Caroline's dad Uh, a dad who was a doctor retired recently he's the dad of three children and the husband to his late wife Ellen and that's part of the story we're going to bring to you on this episode of the podcast because it's such a tough, tough transition to make, I guess. But this episode takes you to a place where uh, grief uh, is part of it. Um, this is a man, Dr. Ernie Found, who lost his wife to pancreatic cancer and lost his daughter to a moped accident. And it was all in the span of about 10 days. And he lost his daughter first after finding out his wife had cancer and then his wife succumbed to cancer just a few days later. And I can't imagine going through what he's went through. I can't imagine being uh, as a husband and a dad right now, myself, a husband to my wife, Dawn, a dad to my daughter, almost 14 years old, Sarah. I can't imagine losing either of them, much less both of them. And Ernie Found lost his wife and his daughter uh, back in 2011. And so we dive into the story of how he was going to find purpose in this pain, how the movie Miracle Season came about. Uh, It's tough to go through a tragedy like that and and then kind of have the courage to uh, allow it to be told on the big screen in Hollywood. And so we talked to Dr. Found about that, and we also talked to him about faith, how faith played a role in his journey, and how faith played a very large role in Caroline's journey leading up to her death um, back in 2011. We bring this interview to you knowing that it's it's not uh, your typical interview here on the podcast, but I believe it can be an encouragement. I believe it can help uplift and inspire you, uh, certainly the movie did that. We got to see a screening of the miracle season and it uplifted and inspired us. Uh, and I, I think it can do for you as well, what it did for us and highly recommend seeing it. It's out everywhere. April 6th, the miracle season. 
And depicted in the movie is the story of Caroline Found and her father, Ernie Found, who is our guest here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Take a listen. Ernie, thanks so much for being here. How are you? Well, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much, Jason. Absolutely. Now, seven years ago, 2011, you, you know, in many ways you lived a nightmare that nobody would wish to go through. And we'll, we'll talk about that story. I know you've talked about it you know, so much uh, over the last few weeks and even over the last six, seven years. But I want to ask you first about having your life depicted in a movie. You know, the movie is The Miracle Season. It's in theaters April 6th. And I know you've been to a preview of the movie. You've seen it, obviously, in Iowa over the past few weeks and many other places. What was your reaction when you saw the movie? Well, uh, when I saw the movie, I'd have to say my initial reaction uh, was one of joyous relief. Uh, <laughs> and I say that because uh, it was uh, it was a long and arduous decision whether or not even to go ahead with a uh, with kind of a feature movie thing. Uh, when it was when it first uh, the idea of it came on uh, for us, it was, Golly, no! Hollywood just uh, Hollywood isn't going to enter into our hearts and into our into our thoughts, and it's just not something that we felt uh, uh, was the thing to do. But uh, <clears throat> over some time, uh, we thought a lot about it and talked a lot about it, and and thought that if some benefit can perhaps come from it, even a even a single person, if it can improve their their livelihood and their their way of thinking about things and their way of making decisions then it would be worth the effort i saw in in 2012 as i was doing my research an hbo piece that you did with frank deford the late great frank deford of course on real sports and hbo profiling a story you know after you wrote a letter to him and i know that was kind of fresh that was maybe a year after everything that had happened and transpired but did that piece that you um, were a part of with HBO, did that have really the sort of springboarding to opening up opportunities to even have this put on the screen? You talked about the sort of apprehensiveness to not want to, you know, kind of go the Hollywood route. But did that piece help kind of steer forward on a movie? Yes, it did. Uh, and the way that came about, uh, Kathy Bresnahan, Coach Cassidy Kathy Bresnahan, at the end of the volleyball season, uh, was a fan of Frank DeFords. I was a big fan of Frank DeFords uh, all my life. I remember uh, in my young adulthood, which wasn't that long ago, but uh, <laughs> uh, when Frank was writing for Sports Illustrated, uh, I would get my weekly Sports Illustrated, and my method of reading Sports Illustrated was to go to the, the very back and read the Rick Riley column called The Life of Riley which is always sort of a one-page, uh, humanistic, oftentimes humorous uh, story. And then I'd go to the front of Sports Illustrated and see if Frank DeFord had written an article. And no matter what he wrote about, whether it was horse racing or competitive synchronized swimming, uh, I was going to read Frank DeFord's article because I just loved his writing and loved the way he expressed himself, and I remember underlying words uh, that he had used and looking them up uh, uh, and things like that. He was, uh, I just enjoyed his writing so much. Anyway, uh, Kathy Bresnahan just kind of out of the blue put on a, wrote a little letter telling 
about what had happened here in Iowa City and, and uh, wrote it to Frank DeFord, uh, I think Time Warner, New York City, New York, and son of a gun, hmm. uh, it found its way to him. Um, he read the letter and others, and I think Frank was probably perhaps taken a bit by the story because regrettably he had lost his daughter uh, when she was young, eight, nine years old or so, to cystic fibrosis. Mm. And uh, so that probably uh, made it uh, for him something, golly, this is an interesting thing. And so out he came, uh, and golly, we were all worried uh, what it would be like having someone of his stature here. And son of a gun, he was just... And those that were with him, Lisa Bennett and others, were just so pleasant. And Frank just wanted to listen. He wanted to hear. He wanted to share. He wanted to laugh. He wanted to cry. He he was just one of the most ideal gentlemen that I've ever been around. And uh, the problem with it is that they did too darn good a job with the story. Because uh, <laughs> right. when they put it on the HBO thing with Brian Trumbo, it... Uh, it caught the eyes uh, of movie people, and a couple within the next couple three weeks uh, after it was on HBO, we had the movie people coming on in, flying in from Iowa City with the whole uh, feature film idea. Hmm. Um, and we were again initially, golly, very nice of you to be interested, but uh, we're just not uh, we're just not ready, and we just don't think it's a thing to do. Hmm. And then the movie, obviously, now you, you decided and came to that decision to have the movie depicted, uh, have your life on the big screen. The movie The Miracle Season opens everywhere April 6th. It's very much a sports movie as much as it is a, you know, a story and the tragedy that you guys all went through and certainly the life of Caroline. But let's talk just for a second about the role that sports played in your life and your family's life. Uh, obviously, in talking to you before this interview and your son, Greg, I know he's an athlete. I play basketball with him and used to play pickup with him. Obviously, your daughter, Caroline, was on a state championship volleyball team. So tell about tell us about sports and how sports played a role in your life uh, throughout your life and then into your family's life. Sure. Uh, sports uh, was part of our lives from the get-go, uh, from my father. Uh, uh, my dad was a big baseball fan and basketball fan, and uh, he was my little league coach and uh, all of that all the way through. Uh, <laughs> I played sports in high school and in college and things. Uh, and uh, there's no better, in my mind, no better way to learn about life uh, uh, than on the court or on the athletic field. I mean, that's where you uh, you find out uh how people are, what they're really like, uh, how they act, uh, who you want to be with, uh, and you kind of uh, form your own opinions about uh, uh, who you want to sp uh, spend time with and how you want to spend your time. So sports have been a big part of our life as well as many, many other things, but uh, certainly a big part of it. And then your kids, obviously, Caroline playing volleyball and being a state champion. When was her interest in sports kind of peaked? Did that start at an early age as well? Yeah, she was dragged around to some of her brother, her older brother and her older sister's sporting events. Uh, and she, of course, when you're younger and your older siblings are playing sports, you want to do exactly the same things that they are for the most part. And she always sparked a real interest in wanting to participate. And there's always sporting activities going on around our place. Uh, 
we live on a little bit of a farm, and there's a we uh, the inside of our barn. We uh, I'll put a little basketball court in there of sorts. I mean, it's a barn with a barn court, but certainly was a center of activity. So all of that provided opportunities to uh, see what fun and uh, and what uh, life lessons you could learn uh, playing sports. Yeah, the movie does a great job in depicting that barn. I, I really was kind of jealous. I was like, wow, growing up with a dad with that kind of a, a place was pretty neat, and you had this opportunity to invite and really create a community with not just your your kids, but your kids' friends, and just everybody, it seemed like, in the community was really tight-knit, and your place was sort of you know, that central hub for people to hang out at. Yeah, it served that purpose real well. You're welcome to come out anytime, Jason. We can shoot some hoops together. And uh, I can't dunk. I used to be able to, but uh, we'll go out and shoot some hoops. Come on out for sure. Uh, you know, Ellen and I uh, kind of uh, redid the barn thing, uh, not only to provide an opportunity for our children and their friends to come out, but quite honestly, we had a little bit of self-interest, too. It was a good way to... Uh, be around their friends. It was a good way to take a pulse on what was going on, uh, particularly when <clears throat> driving an automobile became <laughs> an important part of their lives. We could see who was coming and who was going and uh, and all that sort of thing. So we had probably a little bit of self-interest involved with it too. <laughs> Absolutely. We're talking to uh, Dr. Ernie Found here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. The movie is The Miracle Season, opening everywhere April 6th. And, you know, if you watch this movie, there's a lot of encouragement and a lot of sort of, you know, the idea of the miracle season is depicted. But in the beginning of the movie, it has to tell that story, that nightmare that you lived, Ernie, in 2011. And it starts in the spring and we need to tell our, our listeners certainly what happened. And I know you've been talking about this a lot, but can you kind of take us back? It's the spring of 2011 and your wife, Ellen, is diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Uh, not knowing a lot about, you know, medical diagnosis. You hear that word pancreatic cancer. That's never a good thing. Tell us about, you're a doctor, you were a doctor, you're now retired. Tell us about being a doctor, a father, certainly a husband at that moment. And just kind of the, what what's going through your mind and what you remember during this time frame of, of finding out about your wife's diagnosis first? Well, it... Uh... Shocker, to say the least. Uh, pancreatic cancer is is probably one of the most deadliest uh, and and silent cancers uh, that there is, and it was certainly that way for Ellen. Uh, it came totally out of the blue, out of nowhere. She was healthy. She was running and jogging and walking in the morning, taking excellent care of herself. Uh, uh, and then just kind of developed symptoms that uh, uh, acid indigestion sort of that uh, we really didn't quite know what they meant. And then finally it persisted and off we go to uh, check that out. And, you know, within 12 hours we're hit between the eyes with uh, stage four of pancreatic cancer. Uh, uh, rocked our world like it does everyone uh, who, who who is uh, hit with that. Uh, uh, but we're in an environmental environment where, <clears throat> where good care is available, and we started the care, but knowing that uh, uh, things are not good. Uh, uh, and we decided to, the problem is Ellen remained <laughs> looking quite good and being very active, you would never know. You would never know that she was 
was uh, was dying of a of a deadly cancer uh, up until the very end. And luckily, we're able to do lots of things together and and share lots of things together uh, during that period of time. It uh, it hit our kids uh, as hard as it can possibly as it would anyone. Uh, and but we just uh, said we're going to hang together and be with each other and do the best we can and that's that's all you can do sometimes it's just hang together and do the best you can yeah absolutely and and then you know again 2011 doesn't get better many ways it gets worse it's august and you know i want to talk about your faith caroline's faith in a little bit but I, i know the story goes that caroline was at a church youth group meeting uh, and then you get that that dreaded call. Um, before we go into the faith side of it, can you tell me just, I don't know, just not what you remember about that night, because I'm sure that's kind of a common question, but just kind of what comes to mind when I when I when when you think back about that night and just getting that call and everything that you're going through, trying to prepare with your, your wife's um, diagnosis, and then the call comes about your daughter. Yeah, Jason, I uh, I don't know where to begin with that. Uh, some of it I I can uh, see in my mind like it was just yesterday, and frankly, other parts of it have, have kind of drifted away and washed away a little bit. In all honesty, mm. uh, I I uh, uh, as I reflect back on it, uh, it was my time that we heard. Uh, uh, Caroline had been to a <clears throat> a young life uh, group meeting. It was the be- first meeting of the of the beginning of the school year. Uh, they were setting up plans for what was yet to come. They, uh, she, and many of her friends had just gotten back a couple of weeks previously from a summer week long camp, uh, a young life camp up in Minnesota that she and others just adored and had a wonderful time. It was a great experience for Caroline in that uh, knowing what her mother's prognosis was and trying to deal with it, uh, being at the Young Life Camp uh, helped her immensely. Uh, uh, And she came back excited to want to share some of the things that she thought about uh, and so forth. Uh, I, I, you know, disbelief uh, 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 hit me right between the eyes. Uh, And then it was, how do I tell Ellen? And uh, who was hospitalized at the time and then getting a hold of uh, my two children uh, it doesn't get any worse uh, uh, but uh, you just gotta kind of keep plugging and and think about uh, good things and think about uh, what what the next constructive step is going to be tell me about your faith where your faith was maybe and where it it, it sort of entered in as you're finding this out about Caroline and certainly with your wife as well. Um, certainly any kind of reaction I think is normal. Uh, there's no there's no written rule of how you're supposed to react when tragedy hits. Uh, but I wonder if how how faith played a role in this for you. Was it, uh, you know, just share with that with us what, what faith was like for you? Well, I'll, I'll try to. I, I, um, I never really felt a great deal of anger. Uh, I questioned, you know, what is going on? Can it be true? Yeah. I was never, I never felt anger. I, I just didn't feel like it was my place to, uh, uh, to be angry. And I didn't know what <laughs> or who to be angry at. Uh, 
I I knew that uh, you know love will persist and comfort from others and comfort from above and uh, I I never really wanted to get angry. Uh, Again, I questioned, but you know the more you question. Uh, the more you can get lost and the more you can't find answers because there aren't, as you said, there aren't nice definite answers and there aren't uh, A, B, C, D and everything's going to be fine. It's just not that way. And the more you question why or talk about what if we've done this or what if that, uh, you, you, you end up totally empty. And being totally empty is, is not... Uh, is not a very comfortable feeling, and so you've got to look for others and look for other help and and search out uh, love and comfort in others, which which thankfully uh, we were blessed to be recipients of. Tell me about Caroline's faith. You know, you mentioned we talk about young life that that camp that she went to um, prior to that meeting before her death. Tell me about her faith, how she got involved in young life, and why that was so important to her. She got a young, involved in Young Life mainly because her brother and sister were involved some in Young Life, and her good friends were involved in it. And uh, she was very taken by her leaders, hmm. uh, which is oftentimes the way. Uh, leaders and mentors uh, play such a huge role uh, in teenagers' lives. Uh, and by mentors, meaning those that are just uh, a few years older, uh, uh, she she loved uh, being around them. She saw what was important to them. She, like any teenager, was questioning, uh, uh, "Where do I go? What uh, what what do aspects of life mean? Uh, how do I remain a, a a faithful and honest person?" Uh, and she was, frankly, she was just growing like uh, so many other people are trying to grow at that stage of life. Uh, but it was probably the camaraderie and and the comfort level that she felt in that environment that uh, that allowed her to continue on in that way. Ernie, I've never experienced anything like this, so I can't say I understand. And I know others may may try to say that, and and it's impossible to put ourselves in your position, losing your wife and losing your daughter. But I wonder if there is a moment maybe you can take us to where, where the light shined in and you had maybe, I don't know if it was a spiritual breakthrough or something where you realized you weren't going to succumb to this and that you were going to press on and you were going to live. Um, you talked about being empty and what that was like, you know, can, is there a moment or a, a place where you can take us to that you realize maybe it was a breakthrough that helped you spiritually or just kind of understanding that, you know what, I got to choose to live here and press on. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I did get a lightning bolt uh, or a, a specific moment. Um, uh, I would have to say I I gradually uh, would experience encouragement when uh, our our church that we attended has a little outdoor outdoor chapel, and it was frankly uh, on my way to and from work, and uh, hmm. I would stop by there at all hours, five thirty in the morning. Uh, nine o'clock at night uh, just to be there and uh when i was always there 
uh, I just felt like uh, I wasn't alone and there was someone else helping me out. Uh, uh, and it, it just kind of grew. Uh, again, it was never a, a lightning bolt. It was just help me. Uh, or I would ask for help and, you know, what do I do about the situation uh, tomorrow and next week? And little by little, guidance would, uh, uh, would kind of come, I guess. Uh, but I relied awfully heavily on, on friends and on family uh, and then my thoughts of my parents and 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 things that they went through as well um, a couple more questions here Ernie and I you know I want you to I'm just thinking of people who are listening to this I know we've had some listeners have reached out who mentioned the movie and talk to those who are who are going through the loss of a child, the loss of a wife, the loss of someone close to them, maybe. And obviously your situation much different, but encourage them on, on how to get through it. And maybe there's not exactly a blueprint, but just encourage them. I'm sure you've heard from many people who've experienced some sort of loss, um, especially you, and you, I'm sure you will, you'll, you'll hear more after people have seen the movie, but just encourage them a little bit on how, you know, what you would, what you would say to them. Well, I would I would say, uh, well, one, uh, it's a never-ending process. Uh, I still feel it every day and every night. Uh, uh, it it is it it will not disappear. Now, one thing Frank DeFord told me because uh, we talk quite a bit about losing a child, and uh, I I think about the moments that we were together uh, when he was finally leaving, when he's finished up with his job here in Iowa City. Uh, uh, I kind of asked him, uh, like Frank, uh, uh, does there ever come a time when you don't think about his daughter, Alexa? And he said, yes. He said, I remember it very well. He said, I remember I woke up one morning and, golly, she, she didn't really cross my mind at all yesterday. And he said, uh, he said, time, he said, time, time won't heal. And uh, time, uh, nothing will heal. He mm -hmm. said, but time will soften. Time will soften things, hmm. and I guess I would. What I tried to do would be to, and I, I don't know if I've been successful at it or not, but to open my heart to others and to uh, good hugs and looks in the eye uh, uh, help a great deal, and uh, and to know that uh, there are comforts that are there, but uh, nothing is going to ever take it away, and. Uh, uh, but that's okay, and then it's a it's a it's a long process. But there does come a time when it, it when it softens and it lessens a bit, and you can think about it uh, things a bit more rationally. Uh, but it takes some time, uh, and there's no hurry to to rush into it. And the other thing I guess I'd say is is. Uh, uh, isolation and and running away and hiding and denying and what ifing uh, uh, will get you nowhere <laughs> and will make it even harder uh, harder on yourself and harder on others and it's by by opening up open up your heart and allowing the hearts of others uh, to be experienced by you. Uh, Hopefully, it can keep one on a on a uh, on a good direction. 
It's really encouraging. The movie is called The Miracle Season, opens everywhere April 6th. It depicts the volleyball team that Caroline played on, won a state championship in 2010, and then after her passing, using it as motivation to achieve the miracle season, thus the title of the movie, winning the state title again in 2011 after Line's death. And the Live Like Line shirts are seen in the movie and I know are a part of the local community as well. Ernie, last question I think I'll just ask here is, what does life look like today for you? And certainly, you know, keeping Caroline and Ellen's memory alive, this movie will certainly do that. Uh, but what does life look like today? We're, we're almost seven years removed from 2011 and all the incidents and the, and the and the tragedy that happened. How are you doing and how are you doing today? Well, appreciate your asking. Uh, I, I'm doing I'm doing well. I, I retired fairly recently, so uh, that's an upbeat thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that standpoint, uh, uh, being retired uh, every day seems like it's a Saturday, uh, which is a pleasant <laughs> thought, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but I rely. Uh, I rely heavily uh, on, on our family's friends. Uh, I rely on, on Caroline's friends. I'm in near constant contact uh, with one of them almost every day in some way, shape, or form. Um, and, you know, you, you just uh, turn to tomorrow. Uh, and, and you keep thinking about how, how can tomorrow uh, be made better, uh, not only for yourself, but but for those around you and uh, realizing there is, there is so much goodness in this world that we just, we just need to bring it out. And uh, so I, you know, take one day at a time. Uh, but uh, I, I, I am blessed in many, many ways. Uh, and I hope to be able to just share those blessings. Well, just the fact that you allowed your story to be seen in a movie, the fact that you're doing interviews and talking about it is, for me, courageous enough to applaud you, my friend. So I really appreciate you, Ernie, for for joining us here. The movie is called The Miracle Season. It's everywhere in theaters, April 6th, inspiring, uplifting, encouraging. I showed my 13-year-old daughter the movie, and she loved it, uh, and we love it as well. And we're excited to see what the Lord has planned for the miracle season and telling your story, Ernie. And and again, we appreciate you joining us here on the podcast and I wish you nothing but the best. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, as Frank DeFord said, when he left Iowa City, uh, he said, live like lying and you'll be fine. So (laughs) we'll take that for what it's worth. (laughs) Amen. And we are truly grateful to have had Dr. Ernie found the father of Caroline and the wife to Alan for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast and sharing the grief, sharing the story, sharing the emotions that he has gone through the last six, seven years. Um, It takes a lot of courage to be open about your story. And I know for many of us, I talk about this a lot, about why it's important to share our stories because we believe it can help others. And I believe that's where Ernie's heart is, that he wants this story told because he believes it can help others. And uh, I believe that too. And the new movie is called The Miracle Season. And it's out everywhere April 6th in theaters all across the country. The Miracle Season. You can watch the trailer over at sportspectrum.com or just go to YouTube and search The Miracle Season and you'll see the trailer. Got to see a screening of it a little while ago with my daughter. Awesome movie. Very inspirational and uh, just had a good message. And, you know, in this day and age and movies when you're seeing you know things on the screen you want it to be 
somewhat clean and safe and, and an opportunity for something to just be a good family movie that can uplift and inspire. And The Miracle Season is definitely that movie. So take your family, go see it. Out April 6th, everywhere movies are found. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. As always, you can reach us via email. My email is jason at sportspectrum.com. You can leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and you can reach us on social media at sports underscore spectrum on Twitter and at sports underscore spectrum on Instagram and just search Sports Spectrum on Facebook and you can find us there as well. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a blessed day. This is the Sports Spectrum Podcast.